Welcome to the Audit 15 Fun Podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, I have the honor to have as my guest, Friso Vender Ort. He's the Senior Vice President of Content with the National Association of Corporate Directors. Welcome, Friso, to the podcast. It's an honor to have you on. Thanks, John. Thanks for inviting us uh, and look forward to a great conversation on uh, the boardroom and what's important, what's less important, and how internal audit can uh, benefit from uh, the relationship with the board and the issues that are on top of mind for them. So look yeah. forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys put together the 2024 Governance Outlook Report, which was very insightful. A lot of input from many board members. So jumping right into the content of the report and how it was put together, can you just kind of walk us through some, some internal auditors may not be as familiar with NACD, the National Association of Corporate Directors. So just walk us through what's the process of putting that report together. Yeah, for sure. And let me talk briefly about the NACD first. Uh, as you said, we're the National Association of Corporate Directors. We've been around for 45 years. We serve about 24,000 board members across the country from any imaginable type of organization, nonprofit, academic, but mostly public and private company. Many of our active users are, are the chairs of audit committees who so are very closely with that community on, on their role. Uh, the Governance Outlook Report is one of our annual major publications. Uh, we launched this about a decade ago uh, to really help directors working with management prepare for what's coming next. Uh, on an annual basis. What are the major trends we believe are going to be critical to be discussed at the board level? Recognizing there is a ton of noise in the system, right? About new hot topics and headlines in the news that every board may be distracted by. But we try to go and break that down into the trends that we believe really, really matter for, for most American boardrooms, recognizing there obviously differences by industry. So what we do, we work with a group of our partners. Uh, some of them you see listed in the reports. There's a law firms, audit firms, communications firms, academics, uh, to identify uh, what really is affecting the boardroom and its role in the marketplace. You know, for example, the relationship between the board and regular relationship between the board and shareholders. Ultimately, the board does represent the interest of shareholders uh, as they direct the company towards uh, stronger performance and better outcomes and uh, ensure the risks are managed on behalf of uh, investors. The relationship between the board and management, you know, the relationship between the board and other stakeholders. Uh, you've heard a lot about that these days. So shareholders are still critical with the relationship between the company and the community, uh, the company and its customers uh, and employees. So we look at all of those different interests and then try to identify trends that are really going to matter. Uh, this year, we worked with a number of partners like Protivity, Sidley Austin, uh, Deloitte, produce their own contributions uh, on various aspects of uh, 2024 and its uh, its projections for next year. We focused a lot of our contribution on survey work we did this year with a director community. We surveyed about 500 directors and got their feedback on what really is critical in terms of 
trends that are going to impact the performance of the company over the next 12 months. And what are the issues boards themselves really need to improve their performance? Right? Again, boards themselves are supervisors, yes, but they still have a lot of work to do themselves to become a more effective working group governing the organization, right? Engaging management, engaging different functions. They themselves can also do a lot more, uh, do things differently. What is clear from our work this year is that the role of the boards, and it's probably true for internal audit, has only become more complex. The job of the board has become more demanding. The scope of issues that boards now need to look into, need to be reported on, has vastly increased. Right? It's no longer financial reporting, executive compensation, CEO succession planning, and disclosures. It's a lot more. It, it is about talent. It's about culture. It's about climate. It's about technology, cybersecurity. So for boards to get up to speed all these issues has demanded uh, a reassessment, right? A reassessment of the use of our committees, uh, education in the boardroom. The new types of directors we recruit to sit on our board they need to be more diverse. Uh, they need to be proficient in new areas of, uh, of business expertise. Uh, so we see the boardroom itself evolving rather rapidly, which I think will be really interesting for internal audit to also understand. Boards, I think, need to be more responsive, more agile. Uh, internal auditors, I think similarly, will have to adopt a similar mindset, right? And in, in terms of being risk responsive uh, in, this, uh, in this environment today. Uh, but let me talk about a few findings that may be of, uh, of relevance to the internal audit community. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah. just a quick, quick comment there, because actually I interviewed three audit committee chair persons for a, an article that I wrote. And you, what they said, they said exactly what you just said there, that it's getting much more, much more complex now. And it's, it's not just financial reporting. It's not just uh, succession. So I, I just wanted to highlight that yeah. that's really in line with what we, we, we hear from many different audit committee members. Particular, right? It's often, and it's not intentionally, treated as the kitchen sink. Right, the kitchen junk drawer of the board. Oh, right. So many issues are thrown at the audit committee, whether it's AI or compliance right. or all types of other enterprise risks that do not necessarily directly tie to the balance sheet or the you know, critical financial reporting requirements. But the audit committee is still being seen for many organizations as the committee that oversees many risks. Right, Cybersecurity is another example making that committee really, really difficult to, uh, uh, to be effective. Uh, an internal audit obviously reports uh, at times, and not always so, uh, to the audit committee, at least has a strong relationship with the audit committee. So I think that relationship will become just more important. The audit committee will likely become more demanding of internal audit or internal audit can position itself as a much more valuable strategic partner to the audit committee. In this landscape where so many different mega trends, complex issues are being confronted by the enterprise, right? It's no longer linear. It's not one or two radar on the dashboard and the register that need to be managed. It's the confluence, the interconnectivity of those risks. 
right? Understanding and anticipating that major shifts in the geopolitical landscape, major shifts in a macroeconomy that doesn't look the same as it did 10 years ago will start to impact uh, the organization itself, right? In yeah. terms of its ability to recruit talent, its ability to enter certain markets, withdraw from markets, ability to procure goods from certain markets. So internal audit, I think, becoming much more risk aware, not just the micro risks that are hitting the company today, but these macro risks that are going to have a pervasive long-term impact on the risk and control environment you know, of the enterprise. I think that's that's important in internal audit. And I know sometimes the skill set is an issue, right? Uh, I think can position itself over the next couple of years as a more valuable partner, trusted partner of the full board, but certainly the audit committee uh, in this landscape. Uh, the board needs to get more independent information about how well companies are managing through this environment, right? How well these risks are managed, uh, how well the culturization is adjusting to these new risks. And you'll see it in some of these top trends we identified. You know, it's the boards trying to balance between securing the organization from risk, right? Especially cyber risk, but also uh, accelerating uh, through the curve to make sure that uh, companies take advantage of all these new digital opportunities, right? So we need to protect ourselves digitally, but we also need to advance ourselves and accelerate our speed when it comes to digital innovation. So finding that balance, making sure uh, our cybersecurity controls are well positioned, we continue to improve our posture there. At the same time, we're not losing momentum when it comes to our own digitization, right? Artificial intelligence in particular, it's a whole new revolution that's coming at companies fast. And boards recognize that in our trend survey, it's been elevated to a top five trends. Uh, it wasn't on the board's radar 12, 14 months ago. And right. now it's right. is. Yeah. That's raising all kinds of questions about process, right? If we're going to use AI effectively, safely, uh, not, not a becoming shadow IT, right? But something that uh, organizations can reap the benefits from uh, responsibly, but also in a way that produces great benefits, right? In terms of productivity, better internal uh, analysis, but also externally better products and experiences for customers. Internal, we have to step in there. Right, it, this is new territory. It's a wild west in some ways for many organizations. And how do you start to bring process and controls into that environment where every CEO, right? As we heard at Davos last week, believes this is the year of generative AI. Right, right? every firm wants to compete. Our products need sound and safe that are based on AI-driven insights. Right, right. a huge, huge area of focus, I think, for any risk professional, second line of fur line in, in organizations. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of touched on a lot of points there related to the report as well and what internal auditors can take from the report, AI, cyber, all of these mega trends, like you mentioned. I do have, so kind of trying to reconcile some of those, those things between internal auditors and the board, right? Because the board, usually they're thinking about 
long-term type of things, right? They're thinking about strategic plan three, four, five years ahead. And sometimes, not all the times, internal audit is trying to balance those long-term expectations with short-term performance evaluation. So in your, in your view there, what, what can internal audit do to better reconcile those two worlds, right? Between the board and what's happening today. Yeah, it's, it's a important question. And one insight, and I think there are many perspectives here, is that most organizations start to embark on transformation, right? On, on change management. And all of us feel that inside of our organization, right? New processes, new ways of working, uh, new policies, new organizational structures and designs, right? That are all meant to deliver long-term benefits of the organization. But we often know from experience that these transformation initiatives don't always pay off, right? right? A lot of money, a lot of capital gets lost. A lot of jobs gets lost and there's a lot of frustration. So for internal audit to step into that and start to, in their audit planning annually, look at change management. And this, this could be change management related to particular projects or initiatives. Uh, it's really important. How good are we? How effective are we as organizations in embedding change and being responsive to these new trends? Do we, do we have enough agility in our organization to move and shift quickly. I think that's an organizational capability that's becoming so critical in today's environment. Very short term, but has huge long-term implications. So it may not necessarily be a, a unique concrete risk that shows up on the audit plan, right? That you can uh, really dig into in terms of controls, but it's an organizational capability that I think can be tested across uh, different audit domains. Uh, but I think the board wants to understand that. How agile are we as an organization as we're making major investments, sometimes billion dollar investments in new technologies, right? In new systems, uh, in new ways of working. Uh, they want to know that. And I think internal I can play a huge role there. I think the honor role, and we've seen it recently, right? With the Boeing disaster and, and other issues related to, to health and safety, uh, where you often see tension between the short term and long term, right? Can audit be uh, offer a line of sight to the board, to the audit committee, in how effective the corporate culture is in raising problems, raising issues, right? Is there indeed in these cultures that are often about winning at all costs, right? Sales at all costs. Is there a mindset where people are comfortable raising problems, right? Whether that's with HR, with operational leadership, and are those issues escalated properly? Is there an information flow in the organization that isn't just focused on getting good news to the top, but also getting bad news to the top? I think that becomes even more critical in today's fast-moving environment where you're going to have to take risk. Right, right. So those are probably two areas where I think internal audit can step in and play a more proactive role. Beautiful. Awesome. Really, really yeah. great, great answer. So change management, how is the 
organization quickly adapting to the outside world, to the outside environment and culture? Are people able to speak up? What's the process? What's the resolution process? So really do appreciate your time on the podcast, Riso. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Welcome, John. Happy to come back.